0: Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 363. We have wheels on our history books, if you will. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. 2015 marks Covercraft's 50th anniversary. They've manufactured premium quality exterior and interior covers here in the United States with a reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit, with over 80,000 patterns and growing. You can choose from dozens of fabric options and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicle. Made in the USA, Covercraft is the right choice. I've protected my special rides with their covers for over 40 years, and you should too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Steve Contarino. Steve, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely. I would assume you're in the back seat ready for the cab to pull from the curb. <laughs> Steve Contarino and his wife Kim are the owners of Checker Motor Cars in Haverhill, Massachusetts. In addition to buying and selling collectible automobiles of all marks, his passion lies with the classics and the Checker Automobile. They are worldwide supplier of parts and restorers of the iconic Checker Automobile. Steve is a member of the Society of Automotive Historians, the Rolls-Royce Owners Club, Checkers Car Club of America, and the Tucker Owners Club of America. That's a pretty eclectic group of clubs that you're involved with, and we'll hear a little bit more about that as we move through here. But Steve, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a moment and share a little bit more about your business and, of course, your passion for automobiles and the Checker Automobile.
1: Well, I've always been enthused, Mark, about anything that had wheels on it. It started early on, and, uh, you know, uh, you start to become fond of one thing or another thing. And, uh, you know, I always would anxiously await the uh, the J.C. Whitney catalog so I could look to see if the, you know, the Checker windshield windshield uh, visors were available or the (laughs) tail light lenses were available so I always had kind of admiration for that uh, particular make of automobile
0: sure do you think that came from did you grow up on the uh, east coast where you saw a lot of these cars driving around the city that you were in
1: I did, and my dad actually was a cab driver for many years. They never really used checkers, but they the day came, and, and one day they they had a checker, and boy, you know it kind of got my juices uh flowing because uh, of how unique it was as compared to most of the other vehicles from the you know late seventies. I always was fond of things that were unique and purpose built and boy, if not a checker, i don't know what
0: <laughs> well. Looking at uh, being a member of the Rolls-Royce Hunters Club and, of course, Tucker, talk about a very interesting car. And we actually had Preston Tucker's great-grandson, Sean, on the show here a couple months ago. So, uh, yeah, I can tell you, you like things that are unique and very different. And we're going to learn more about this and what you're doing with the brand as we move along. But as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote, some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life, and it's a great way to get the inspirational tires turning or the meter running, in this case, here on Cars Yeah. So, Steve, take the wheel.
1: Well, you know, uh, Mark, it's amazing. And what's so uh, amazing is that mechanical vehicles have played a part in so much of, of history. And, uh, you know, we, we all remember that, uh, you know, when cars first came out, what they, what they meant for, you know, the world, but, um, you know, through the years there's been so many things that, that have tied cars to to history. And that's one of the things that, uh, I enjoy most. It's, it's almost like being a historian, but yet you have wheels. So, um, you know, we, we have wheels on our history books, if you will.
0: Wheels on our history books. Absolutely. So many great stories of successful people, successful marks, successful brands that have moved through. And for all of us enthusiasts and the Cars Yow yeah listeners, definitely if it rolls on rubber, we love it. Would you share a story with me that instigated your passion for cars? Uh, you talk about when you're a child seeing the checker cab, your dad driving a cab. So cars were an integral part in your family's life. But is there a pivotal moment that you recall when you really knew you were a car guy?
1: It all starts out with the little toy replicas and, and all that. You know, the a- actual uh, beginnings were just watching, and uh, in in, in where I grew up, watching the mechanics. You know you you think about it you, you, you know when you see somebody who's a mechanic who knows how to repair something and knows you know how to take a brake system apart and put brake shoes on it, you know that's when i when I knew I wanted to be a builder, and if you want to be a builder and you want to be a, a a doctor, well, you know you can be a builder and a doctor, but it can still have wheels on it and and that's you know that's the the true meaning of being deeply entrenched with an automobile, knowing how it does what it does and why it does it. Yeah, watching those things happen was was really an incredible part of my life growing up.
0: Tell our audience a little bit about your company before I get to my next question, because your company, you guys find these cars, you restore these cars, you sell these cars. I know you also sell different kinds of marks and things, but obviously this integral part of your childhood of seeing mechanics is tied into what you do there at your business. Can you Tell our listeners a little bit more about your company. Well,
1: our company actually is involved with restoration of the checker automobile. We take a lot of pride and passion in, in what we do. And, you know, being made up until 1982, there's so much of that automobile that missed the technology boat, if you will. You know, things change, and and they're changing more rapidly than ever now with the high-strength steel and and different technologies. So what we do is we actually try to take what was made and make it better. And we, we take these checker automobiles, and we try to design parts that can be replacement or repair parts, but also incorporate the new technology. That kind of leads us to why we're looking into the future of of, uh, creating a second generation of the checker automobile, because of the things that uh, are so interesting that have changed throughout the years, Um, you know, simple things, rack and pinion steering, disc brakes, and so much more.
0: So if I had an old checker automobile that I found, and I wanted to do some work on that myself, I could also purchase parts from you as well?
1: Absolutely, Mark. That's what we want to be. We want to be a source for anything that you need to keep your first-generation checker on the road, and we also want to have kits or accessories and parts that will uh, keep it on the road better than it ever was from the day it was born.
0: Very cool. I love that. Well, I'd like to crawl under the hood here for a moment and take a look at some of the roads that you've driven down and have you share with us a huge challenge or even a great failure that you faced along the way in your career? The most important part of this question, though, has to do with how did you overcome that difficulty? What did you learn from it? What did it teach you?
1: You know, whenever you're working with anything that's uh, made in the past, the challenge is try to keep it as much as you, you can to the original history and in, in image. And, you know, checker is a very difficult image to, to try and keep the same but change you know one of the things we wanted to do was we wanted to make that image the shape the, the look the recogni- recognition that the uh, the brand has we wanted to keep that and we, but we also wanted to create a new technology so that things would function better and you would have better performance and better um, replacement parts and things of that nature. So, you know, originally we went down the road of trying to keep it all original. We Mm -hmm. said, ah, you know, we don't want to change it. We just want to get replacement parts. So we spent a lot of money tooling and creating parts that at the end we looked at them and said, we just made something that was, you know, old technology. Do we really want to be doing that? So, you know, how did we overcome that? Well, we started to look at the future. We started to look at what was actually happening happening with the vehicles uh, that are made today and the things that are incorporated into them. And, you know, self-driving cars is not exactly what we wanted to, you know, find, but, there's a lot to it, you know, and how it does what it does and, and little things that you find in today's automobile that we could take pieces of and add into some of these placement parts for the first-generation checker. All in all, that was a very difficult thing because we, we had to step over the fact of trying to keep it original but um, make it so that it was able to have that new technology.
0: Very cool, very interesting i I see where you went with this, and I love the fact that you went down the path of you still retaining that classic look and feel, but making everything that applies to that just better uh, in every respect, so I'm sure your customers really appreciate that when they get the parts that they order from you and, or when they buy a car from you that you put back together as well. Very cool. I like that. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share with me. One of those career aha moments, I like to say it's when the headlights came on and illuminated your way for this new idea or this new direction that you had. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success.
1: Well, you know, um, it kind of ties back to what what I was saying earlier on. You know, you're you're creating a a part and you're trying to say, okay, how do you make this part be uh, adaptable to the original design, but incorporate the technology of the 21st design into that part. Well, you know, that's kind of the, the, the road to uh, a future. I mean, you know, if you start to create these parts and they have this new, new technology, well, well, where does it where does it stop? Where does it start? Where does it stop? Well, mm-hmm. for us here at Checker Motor Cars, it started with us looking at a frame. We said, hmm, you know, the frame of these vehicles... It's pretty robust, and it it lasts. So do we need a frame? Well, we started looking at how the brakes attach to it and how the suspension attach to it. And the next thing you knew, we were saying, you know, we we should create a new frame. (laughs) And then we found out that one of the the biggest calls that we get is uh, for replacement floor pans. Mm-hmm. Um, the floor pans would rust out. So, you know, we have uh, c- clients all over the world who are saying, can you make us floor p- pans? Well, w- we started, you know, uh, interviewing manufacturers to make floor pans. Next thing you know, we have floor pans and we have a-, a-, a frame. Well, you got a floor pan, you got a frame. Well, now what's next? So we started looking at what what was next. So slowly, <laughs> before we knew it, we were building an automobile. Yeah. We didn't even realize it. Slowly, we were getting to a point where we were building an automobile. And what we had to do, and when we got to the point of saying we were going to now look at building an automobile, we had to say, okay, hey, we're building an automobile, but what are we building? Are we going to build a 4 or a sedan that, you know, you can compete with in the industry and, you know, any of the large auto manufacturers can make a four-door sedan and they can make it cheaper and better than anybody can because they've done it. They've been doing it since the beginning of time, a lot of them. So, you know, for us to try and say, hey, we're going to build a four-door sedan, it's going to be a checker, everybody will go, yeah, that's great. It's an old-looking car, it's a four-door. So we had to, in-house, we had to take our team and say, what are we going to make that's going to be traditional, ties into the future. And we said, wow, we get a lot of calls from hotels and um, restaurants and and sightseeing companies. They want to use the checkers for sightseeing. So we said, well, why do we have to make a four-door? why don't we make a six-door, <laughs> and why don't, instead of making a six-door, we make it have four rows of seats, and one seat that's actually folded so that you could have a lot of room in the back if you needed to, or you can fit, you know, 12 adults in a four-door, uh, six-door sedan. Yeah. We said, nobody makes that kind of a vehicle from the, from the assembly line. There's plenty of stretch models, but we don't want a long stretch. We don't want to go it back, the original aero bus of the first generation checker, we want to keep it short. We want it to be able to function in the cities. So that was, you know, the first thing we looked at. The second thing we looked at is, whatever happened to the need for a a sedan that was a pickup? The Ranchero, the El Camino, we don't know. All of a sudden, companies started saying, we build trucks. So there was no need for a cross between a sedan and 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 a pickup truck. Well, we feel there's still a little need for that. We feel that, you know, somebody's going to want our sport pickup, and we feel that we can come in at a price point that'll be able to use all those front-end components and make a six-door or make a pickup back to it. So that's why we said we have a great idea. It was an aha moment, if if nothing at all.
0: (laughs) You know, I love this whole thing because instead of just recreating what was you're innovating you're looking out on the horizon and uh that's what's so special about what you guys are building there you're kind of you're going way past just redoing what was i think that's absolutely spectacular very very cool indeed how about proudest career moments i would assume you've had many but is there one in particular that stands out for you that you could share with us today
1: well, you always have to. You can't just say, "Tell me the best one." I got to tell you a few of them, <laughs> and then when I tell you the best one, you'll say, "Wow, that's pretty amazing." Okay. We get a lot of mail. We we get a lot of um, uh, mail from from. Uh, uh, p- people who read our, our, our uh, posts or read our um, ads or read our publications that, that we're in, and they, they send brochures and they send letters that they originally got. They always wanted to buy a checker and to prove it, they're going to turn over their something they've hold, held for 30 or 40 years. It's a brochure and a letter from the original checker manufacturing. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. You know, we really appreciate that. We, we reciprocate with a nice little gift. Then we get you know, the the people who call up and they say, hey, you know, I really want to buy a checker. And I think I remember, you know, seeing them in New York City or or Philadelphia or Chicago. And they tell us how great they remember that image. And, you know, one person said, oh, it's like baseball, hot dogs, apple pie and checker cabs. That's America. (laughs) And if you, you know, take a look anywhere in the world, they don't know what a a taxi cab is, but they sure know when they see a checker, it's a checker taxi cab. Sure. But the best moment of all was a few phone calls I got from people who said... We were married in the back of a checker Cab. <laughs> my husband proposed to be in the back of a checker Cab. I gave birth to my son in the back of a checker uh, Cab. I was waiting for so, that one. Yeah, it's, it was so amazing. And it was, you know, real proud to be able to, to, to know that, you know, it's history. And it's part of somebody's memory. But it's just so good to know that we are creating something that someone will always remember. And they have you know, these fantastic moments in their life that were part of, you know, an automobile, the auto industry. So it's, it's true, truly is an amazing thing when you can get those kind of stories. It's fantastic.
0: Oh, yeah. It sounds wonderful. In our pre-show chat, you and I were talking and I told you about a neighbor of mine across the street where his mother had a checker cab. And when she would drive us all to school, I'd feel pretty special because I grew up in a suburb of San Diego. I never saw cabs growing up. They just weren't a part of my life. But to have a neighbor that had an old checker that still had the meter in it and all that, uh, when we pulled up in front of the elementary school, we felt kind of special, like we almost like we had a chauffeur-driven ride to school. So yeah, a lot of great memories. That's really fun that people share those with you. Let's have a little bit of fun here. What was your first really special vehicle? And if you could share a memory you have with that car.
1: My very first special vehicle was a concept car. I had found it uh, by accident, Um, it was advertised. uh, uh, by a meter reader in, in Washington State. He had found the, the car under a tarp. It had been there many, many years, and uh, it turned out to be a, uh, an Italian-built concept car that was built for Checker Motor Company, and that was a, it was a four-door uh, sedan limousine, and on one side, the car actually had uh, regular hinge doors, and on the other side, it had a rear hinge door or a sewer side door, as we call it in the car industry, and um, they did that purposely so that it would look different on both sides. Hmm. I had so much fun saving that car. It was a real mess when we found it. I mean, the interior, it was under a top for probably close to 40 years. Oh, wow. So the interior was just so deteriorated, and the good part was the body shell was fantastic, but, you know, that car... Not only was it fun to to see it go through with the stages to bring it back to what it was in 1966, but that car was at the New York uh, Auto Show, the Paris Auto Show. It was built by a a, a famous auto designer named Tom Tejada. I'm not sure if you know Tom. Tom Tajada, yes, yeah, hundreds of cars. the 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 Pantera. Oh yeah I mean but i met tom and when i met tom and and we we discussed the car and he signed a whole bunch of uh photos of the car and and the actual uh blueprints of the car It was just fantastic because I truly became a caretaker of a wonderful piece of automobile history. And I'm going to tell you, that was just such a fun ride. You know, it was something that we really had a lot of pride in our company putting back together. We did it ourselves. It took a long time and a lot of money. And, you know, we used that money to put back into saving more checkers. And, you know, one thing is that... um, Secret is we have 76 checkers that we are uh, putting to our restoration facility. So we have a good supply, and every one of them has a story. Every one of them uh, is a fantastic car, but, but that uh, Centurion was truly a fantastic
0: car. Oh my gosh. Yeah, what a wonderful opportunity. And I had no idea you had so many vehicles in your inventory that you're building as well. So there's going to be plenty of fun for people that want to check her out there. That's a great story. Is there a vehicle that you've owned and sold that you really wish you had back in the garage?
1: You always want to keep every one of them, but you just can't. That uh, Checker Centurion that was made by Gia, I, I really wish I could have hung on to it all of these uh, all these years. But you know, it's it's kind of. You have to move on, and I wouldn't be able to have 76 other projects if I had uh, kept it. So, yeah, I do miss it, and, and I have some remorse about selling it. went to a great home. The man was a, a gear collector, and he, he wanted that vehicle. to chase me for many, many years. And, you know, I felt the time was right, and, and that's kind of where it had to be. I mean, it, it's just, as everybody says, we're just caretakers. You know, we can't we can't take them with us although we want to.
0: (laughs) You're right. I think we do. I know we do. How about current projects? What are you working on today, right now, that really has you excited and fired up?
1: Well, you know, I have a passion for automobiles. All things with wheels on them keep me fired up, but right now, uh, we have two specific projects we're working on. One is, um, it it was one of the last Playboy Club Checker Aerobus eight-tour wagon backs and now, that car just has so much history because it was part of the, the you know the Playboy Club in Genesee, New York, and um, it, it has all the original documentation and believe it or not, we 're only the second owners, wow. so it actually was sold with the actual property, and, and we, we actually have that vehicle we 're restoring it right now. The other one we have is the same thing it 's an eight door this one 's a sedan back and it was owned by the Disney Corporation. It wasn't actually Walt's car, but it was ordered, you know, for the Disney Corporation. We used it in Florida for a long time, built back in 1976. And um, it truly is a unique automobile that, that we're you know, going through painstaking efforts to, to make it be as original as possible. But, you know, they're, they're all so exciting, but those two are really something that, that we're, we're looking forward to getting completed.
0: Oh, yeah, they sound awesome. Great, great projects. Now, here's a very introspective question for you, Steve. I think I know how you're going to answer, but sometimes people trip me up on this one. If you were a car, what kind of car would Steve be and why?
1: Well, you know, I guess I have to be a checker, don't I? <laughs> I think so. And the reason I and the reason I have to be a checker is because I need to tell the story. You know, I need to keep uh everybody aware of what, what it was and, and, and how the checker came through, you know, its, its life. That's a whole story in itself. I mean, if you aren't familiar with the original story of um, the checker and how it became and, and where it came from and, and the purpose uh, of why it was made, boy, I'll tell you, it really is an interesting story. Um, it goes back to 1922. It was a Cab company, a taxi company that that needed a better vehicle and started to make an automobile. So it wasn't a car company that was created. It was, uh, uh, you know, a for hire taxi uh, service that was created in 1922, and it was two partners. One was named Morris Mark, and the other one was named Hertz. Hertz went on to offer automobiles for rent without a driver and. Uh, uh, Morris Mark and continue to build checkers. So, you know, if you can tie those two names together and that kind of a history, everything else that comes after that is just amazing. And that's how it started. So Hertz was actually involved in the original design uh, or partnership of, uh, of the, uh, the checker history.
0: You know, I didn't know that. That is great. You learn so many things here on cars. Yeah. Wonderful story, but I'm glad you're a checker. I kind of figured that's what you would be. So, Steve, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars yeah sponsors. Metrovac has been manufacturing and providing quality automotive vacuums and blowers since 1939. I've used their portable vacuum and blowers for over 15 years in my garage, on my cars, motorcycles, around my home, and you should too. Their Air Force Master Blaster Revolution is my go-to tool every time I wash and detail my vehicles. Powered by two twin-fan 4.0 p-horsepower motors, the Master Blaster delivers up to 58,000 feet per minute of clean, warm, dry, filtered air. Dry your car without a towel and avoid those nagging micro-scratches. Perfect for the wheels, engines, motorcycles, and all those frustrating water traps in trim, door jams, and seals. Check out all of MetroVac's quality products, deliberately made better in the USA. MetroVac is the right choice. Learn more today at MetroVac.com. Use discount code carsyad 20 and you'll get 20% off your first order. That's right, 20% off. Details at com slash sponsors. Have you turned your key and heard that dreaded tick, 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 tick because of a dead battery? No worries. I've got the NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in your glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that will start a dead battery in your car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power, Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, your battery care source since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Okay, Steve, we're entering the last lap, and this is where I'm going to fire off a series of questions. And you give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So, you ready? Sure. What is the best automotive advice you've ever received. Buy what you like. (laughs) Yes, that's a good one. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has contributed to your success over the years?
1: Never stop learning. Automobiles are a lot of learning and a lot of history.
0: Absolutely. Do you have a resource that you think the Cars Yow listeners would really enjoy?
1: I really am all over the place. I think there's so much information all over the place for all different types of automobiles it goes back to the first question if you love it follow it and learn about it and you you will be amazed at what things you can find out just by having a liking for an automobile
0: in talking about checker tabs and checker automobiles is there a there's probably many sources but is there one single source you can think of that'd be a great place for our listeners to go and learn more about the history of the company
1: Absolutely, we have a website that's specifically t- designed to to keep the history from the um, the early 60s to the last automobiles that were built in 1982 at uh, com. and the the car club, the uh, Trekker car, car Club of America, has a website and a blog for they call it Checker World, which is fantastic information about the early checkers and, um, you know, their designs and, and, and through the years what what, uh, what things happened and history of that.
0: Awesome. Great. How about a book? Is there one book in particular you think the car Out listeners would really enjoy reading?
1: Well, you know, um, my particular story happens to go in Tom Carter's um, Hemi in the Barn. So <laughs> if you want to, you know... If you want to know about vehicles that have, you know, stories to tell, um, I'm sure you know that uh, there's a whole series of those books. But they're fantastic books about uh, hidden treasures, and they all are hidden treasures,
0: absolutely. You know, Tom's been a guest here on Carjia, yeah, and I just received a copy of his latest book that he did in conjunction with another guest here on Carjia, yeah, photographer Michael Allen Ross, called Barn Find Road Trips, which is a great book. But yeah, Tom's. Uh, Tom's Cobra in a Barn, all those books are absolutely fantastic. And I'll remind our listeners, you can find links to all these great resources Steve has shared with us today at CarsYah.com slash Steve His last name is C-O-N-T-A-R-I-N-O. And there's also a, another great spot on the CarsYah website, Guest Recommended Books, where you'll find links to all the past 350 plus guests here on CarsYah. All right, we're up to the checkered flag. Gee, nice! See how that incorporated that word checkered into the end of our conversation? Yeah, I noticed that. (laughs) That
1: that was creative on your end. (laughs) Well, thank you
0: very much. I appreciate that, Steve. Okay, this last question is going to be a real doozy. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the cost because I'm going to write the check, what would that one vehicle be? And more importantly, why?
1: Well, You know, that's an interesting uh, question. Uh, I've always been fond of Tuckers, and you know, I, I have to say a Tucker. And the reason I have to say a Tucker is because of the innovation that was put into that automobile in its time. You know, I am driven by that type of thinking. You know, the Howard Hughes era, Preston Tucker era, these guys, they took chances. They really were into what they were doing. It, it just, you know, it wasn't that it couldn't be done. It just never was done before. And that uh, Tucker just has so many unique features to it that are, are so interesting to delve into and, and point out to people. Uh, it's just a never-ending conversation piece.
0: Yeah, Tuckers are spectacular. And as I mentioned earlier, I had Preston Tucker's great-grandson, Sean Tucker, On cars, yeah, here not too long ago. And uh, right now, he, he, along with another guest of mine, Rob Ider, building the Tucker Torpedo. First one ever built, which will be very interesting. So uh, a Tucker, that's a great, great answer to that question. I'll get right on that for you. What color would you like?
1: Oh, well, Walt's blue. Why not?
0: (laughs) Of course. (laughs) You know, I know where there's one of those. It belongs to the LeMay Museum. I was there just past weekend. And uh, I'll have to go over there and talk them out of that vehicle. That's going to be a tough talk, but I'll see what I can do for you.
1: <laughs> there you go. There you
0: go. Well, Steve, you've taken me on a great ride today. I knew you would. Being into Checker cabs, I jumped in the back seat and you took me through the town. I really have enjoyed your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with Checker Automobiles with me and the Carja yeah! audience. Could you give us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that Tucker 48?
1: Drive what you love, love what you drive, and never stop learning.
0: Huh. Absolutely. Great advice. And listeners, you can find links again to everything Steve has shared with us at carsyad.com. Just put Steve in the search box, and his show notes page will pop right up. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your business?
1: Well, our website, a fabulous place to go. It's uh, checkermotorcars.com.
0: It's a great place. I would encourage all of our listeners to check it out and see what he's doing there. Preserving history, I love it. So, Steve, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences with the listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road.
1: Thank you, Mark. It's a wonderful time, and and I'm always excited to talk about anything
0: with wheels on it. (laughs) The pleasure's been all mine. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Yeah!